Hey all board gamer here where you'll find everything solo tabletop gaming and more. And here is the week in gaming. Today is May 17th, 2020. So yes, my intention when I started this was to make this kind of a daily thing. And and it was sort of working there. It was more like a, a day off here and there and then a couple days in a row. And you see, when I started this too, I felt like I was probably going to have more time on my hands, especially with quarantine and all. And I did and I didn't in the beginning. And then it just, things have changed. (laughs) It's a little bit of an understatement, sure. But ultimately what I found out is that some of the energy it takes to be and do what I need to do on a daily basis has also very much changed. I thought I would have more time on my hands. Well, it turns out there's things that ended up taking time that I didn't see coming. And for instance, as work, my work, I felt like was gonna need less of my time. It is an energy and it is now needing more of that. Even staying here at home, I didn't really see that happening. But sometimes it is. Sometimes it's flat out just an energy thing. And I'm beat and feel like doing what I've always done to not feel beat, and that is go play a game. And doing things like this or doing things like videos and doing all the the social media stuff is fun until it's not. And so when I started identifying not feeling quite right, feeling a little off. I I do what I can to try and identify what it is that's going on. And long story short, one of those things is that I need to be focusing my energy more in directions and uh, yeah, I imagine all of us are kind of going through this to some extent, quite frankly. We're finding our lives in to be in just odd spots that we never imagined for in a million years us being in, and we're hopefully making the necessary adjustments to cope. And that's all I'm trying to do here. So this is more likely going to become more of a weekly thing, if, if anything. And I've also found that this is this whole environment that I'm in now has put me more in the mood to, to kind of savor games that I've just that I'm sitting here staring at right now. I have so many games and and I've always had kind of this insatiable appetite to, you know, what's the new game? What's the new game? And it's still there. I can't really help it, but it's but I have slowed down a little and have begun to hopefully appreciate things that I've never really needed to appreciate before had the had the wherewithal to stick with something like kingdom death monster which i think a year ago perhaps i would have picked up and and been like oh my gosh i'm not i'm not into this i'm not into trying to put all these things together and then paint them and then play i'm not into you know building the game spending more time doing that than actually playing the game come on that's changed now and I've certainly found that out, especially as I started to play this game called Core Space. I've been talking about Core Space for a little bit. Let's start talking about games, shall we? I've been talking about Core Space here for a little bit, and massive manual, 
miniatures game, sci-fi miniatures game, and more along the lines of, I'm, I'm guessing, like Warhammer 2K, or, I see, I don't even know if that's the right word for it, but anyway, you know, miniatures, using rulers, measuring, looking for line of sight, all that stuff just seems so interesting to me, but very cumbersome, and I just didn't feel like it fit my style to ever want to put a bunch of money into it, so I never did. And but I've always been interested in that, and even like D and D, where it's just everything feels so tedious and slow moving, and trying to keep track of all these numbers and figures and stuff like that was just never too appealing to me. I'm much more of just kind of the standard solo, you know, not solo. Well, solo for sure, but tabletop games, and so those are both on the outskirts of that true Dungeons and Dragons stuff or sci you know, miniatures games in general. And for core space, there's a lot of setup. You have to really spend some time. It was intimidating at first. It's like, okay, God, that looks freaking awesome. But man, it must take forever to set up all these walls and connect these walls. And you have to look at this and kind of go, okay, that's what it needs to look like when I'm done. Here we go. And put all these walls together and angles and 90 degrees here. And make sure you got the connector piece that will connect three walls here, four walls there, two walls here. And But once I did it the first time, I realized, oh, <laughs> that isn't so bad. It actually isn't so bad. It's not bad. It's not hard at all, quite frankly. And pretty masterful how they did that, how they made it so accessible, even to someone like me that's never really done that sort of thing. And so after the first time setting things up, I immediately was like, oh, I got, I got this. This is, uh, you know, I got, this is so doable. And, but it does take time. And so, again, if I was in a different mindset, my more quote-unquote normal mindset, this just wouldn't fly with me. I wouldn't, but well, I wouldn't have the patience for it. I just want to play a game, God damn it! If someone can just will set this game up so that I can play it, great. But I don't want anything to do with it unless, <laughs> but that's just not how I'm feeling these days. And it's almost a little cathartic, you know, a little, little therapeutic to just sit there and, and put these things together. And, and it really helps me kind of absorb myself more in that world, be it Kingdom Death Monster and now Core Space. It just, just kind of taking my time and enjoying and savoring and, and just allowing myself to become part of of the production of this game is a new experience in all for me and one that I'm enjoying quite a bit. Of course, then there's the gameplay. So core space, I got a few games in. I played it twice solo, once with my wife and enjoyed the heck out of it. You know, I, I, do, I, do I think it might be you know, gonna become a staple? I don't know, it's too soon to say. You know, it is, it is a bit of a bear to pack up and put away and I have that, you know, I've all, I put it all away here for a sec and boxed it up wanted to kind of organize everything and and yeah i mean it does take some time for sure but not as much time as you might think i i believe and so core space was just a wonderful experience you know you've got you can go on one-off missions you can go on full campaigns the one-off missions are are you can you can do those in between your little campaigns to sort of go out and and just do what you need to grab some gear and get some some experience and develop your skills and stuff and then you can go back to to the campaign and and keep working that so that's fun it's thematic you can kind of fit in these little side missions there's a whole bunch of free 
stuff that you can find online. I've already downloaded one. That's the one that my wife and I played. It had to do with this derelict ship floating out in space, and we docked up with it to see what was going on. Maybe we could find some salvage. Maybe, you know, something, there was some readings. There was some life readings in there. We didn't, you know, so, hey, let's, uh, let's uh, check it out. And you get in there, and, of course, then the, the story unfolds, and, and you find that you're locked in the ship, and it's losing air, and you can't, you, there was certain things you had to keep in mind. Oh, we can't move more than once per per turn, or we've got to roll this die and see if, you know, we lack of oxygen, we can start taking damage. And sometimes you would, sometimes you wouldn't. And then certain things with that game, you develop the hostility tracker, which is sort of like a threat tracker or doom tracker, whatever you want to call it. Every game's got its own, you know, what they call it. And and this hostility tracker goes up steadily, you know, every round, but also too, every time you fire a shot from a gun, you, you have to add a little a little peg on that hostility tracker and sort of you know bringing in the purge the purge of the bad guys the purge kind of reminds me of like Battlestar Galactica the purge is sort of like seems to me it feels like they're the cyborgs you know and and they're coming and they there's you know there's something going on there why they're inter- so interested in humans or, or living beings and so you've got the purge that start boarding the ship and getting stronger and stronger and then suddenly civilians start showing up and it's just a wonderful story that you can really just get yourself into and after I would say you you get into this rule book the rule book is something else the rule book you really got to be willing to hang in there with that rule book for a while and really get a sense of the game and, and get its mechanics down absorb those mechanics because until you get to that point, it, it would be a it would be a mess. I remember the first game I played by myself was was I was looking, referring tons to the to the book and to to do some FAQ and stuff like that. But then, really, the the second game that I played, I just I almost kind of just threw that to the wind because I realized you know I can just you kind of much much like Killforth and what I appreciated about Killforth was that you could that is gloom and shadows of Killforth is you could really modify the game and and create something that more suited your taste and you can totally I mean if there's a this game you can with course space you can completely do that as well and you can you can make up your own rules if you want you know it's one of the rules that had to do with throwing grenades and was you know you rolled see if you're accurate with your throw and then and then if you were great if you weren't something would happen and then if you really really weren't something else would happen and when my wife and I played it and it, it just it felt better to to kind of ran we, we did our own thing with that you know if we if we threw it and it didn't um, well, it didn't hit, and so we kind of randomized it a little differently than even what the rule book said, and it just made more sense to us, and it was an easy tweak, and, and it just made the game more enjoyable, and I love that. I love that a game is, is I don't know, I used to have kind of a, an issue with how I was like, come on, man, make the rules to where, <laughs> well, yeah, what? What are they going to do? Design a game so that it's just perfect for me, right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I know, but if I got a game and I felt like I was doing that too much, then it just turned me off to a game, and I would say as such. But this game is is so... You can manipulate anything you want to make it do whatever you want. You want to jump through that window? 
come up with a, a rule or two to do it. There is an advanced rule book that I've been interested in picking up that kind of explains how to do that and what happens if you don't and provides the tables if you don't. But eh, you don't even have to do that. You can just be like, you know, why can't I jump through that window? Oh, there's no rules for it. Well, let's make some. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm so receptive to that right now. I just, uh, I just am. But course base, I've been enjoying that. It's just a, a fantastic, even, even just kind of getting down into this 3D game and lining up your eyesight to just see, okay, can this thing shoot me or not? Can it see? Am I, am I over 25% covered or not? Or, you know, there's, there's like this line of sight thing and there's penalties involved. If, if you can see between 25% and 90% of a character, but you kind of get to gauge it. And then if you, no one can agree, you just roll the dice and you kind of figure it out. We've never even gotten to that point, but you know, you're kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, I mean, I bet you with a really good shot, he could, he could get me. And, ah, and then the, the system's pretty simple too, you know, as far as rolling dice and just taking hits or not and having armor on and canceling hits and stuff. It's very straightforward. <clears throat> and quick pace too, very quick pace. But it's just fun to just run around and, and open up these awesome little 3D uh, storage containers and just pull gear out of there. And like, ooh, I want that. Switch that out for that and that sort of thing. Or you can just flat out do a search action in a room and you just draw a random thing. You might just throw it on the ground. I don't want that. And then you got to flick your knife out real quick to, you know, stab a civilian in the face so that you can grab their key card. Or, you know, you can you just... Ah, you can do so much in this game, and it just—it's just, it's just uh, very enjoyable. I think I'll have more to say on that probably as I as I keep tasting little bits of that one. That is core space. Now moving on to uh, I got Empires of the North. I mentioned I was going to get that game, and I got it, and I've been playing it. Empires of the North. I got four games of that in. Played it solo, and that was all just yesterday too. I just the, the I looked at Rodney Smith's little tutorial and then I went on to his tutorial on solo he actually did a tutorial on how to play the game the normal one multiplayer which he always does on on games but he actually went as far as to do one on the solo so I watched both of those then I read the rules and immediately you can just start playing that game and you just you're off you're off and running and the game's quick you set up these these solo and I immediately like it more than imperial settlers imperial settlers I tried over and over again to try and like and I just never did. And I, I still, it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly why. I just found it uninteresting. I found the goals uninteresting. I found just trying to get, you know, beat your own high score kind of thing. And it was just sort of, you got to, you could, you play with different uh, races or whatever, different uh, factions. And it, and it wasn't enough to maintain my interest in. But then there was this campaign mode that was put in there. And it was keeping track of this. And I'd already kind of lost it for the game, I think, because I tried doing that campaign a couple times, trying to get into it, and could I just couldn't. So I ended up selling the game. But then Empires of the North came out, and it looked much the same, but I was intrigued by the solo option here, where you have the ability to, well, not the ability, it just comes with this little solo book, and, and it gives you scenarios, and those scenarios then gives you a point threshold to, to, to beat that scenario or not. And then in, within each, and there was four of them, that comes with the game. And then within each scenario, you can there's six different factions to try that on. And different factions are going to find it much easier to complete that scenario than not. Now, for me, I don't, I, there's only, I've played four, I played four or five times, and I've lost once, which is kind of discouraging. But I don't know, maybe I've just, I've been kind of also each scenario, 
I've changed up the faction that I've used. I've been using the easiest factions to use. I'm now trying the toughest faction to use. And no, so I played five times now because I think I'm on the six. There's six factions in there. And so I'm on the, yeah, I'm on my sixth game. And it is enjoyable. It's just like a little sugar-coated candy of a game. You know, it just takes a half hour to play. Sets up, you can set it up from, from one game to the next in like, in, in like a minute. I mean, it's that easy. You just scoop up all your cards, grab a new faction, reset some stuff, and you're off and racing again. Very similar feeling to Imperial Settlers. There is, I mean, if you've played Imperial Settlers, you just can roll right into this. There's there's very some big differences. Like you don't do a production phase each time. And there's there's some stuff where, you know, you just don't automatically get resources at uh, the beginning of each round. Like so many games, you got to kind of take an action to do it, but it's pretty nifty. The little mechanics in there are enough to keep it interesting. Grabbing goods here and there is, uh, you know, it's plausible enough to be able to keep doing what you're trying to do and develop a strategy around getting certain cards in your hands to develop, you know, the certain scenario it just makes it more difficult to go out and whatever. Uh, uh, conquer islands or, or or vice versa it gives you extra points for conquering islands so you just got to kind of change your focus and depending on what faction you're playing that's going to be a, a much more difficult strategy to implement and but i find that interesting to, a little puzzle to to figure out each time and it plays so quickly it's only four rounds you just play four rounds and that's all you've got to get to hit this point threshold and the rounds go by so quick you know you just kind of draw some cards and then you, you pick some then you play all your actions. Then you go in this expedition phase and you, you know, either plunder or conquer islands. And then, uh, and then you clean up and do it again. And you do that four times and then you just see where you're scoring super easy at the end. You just count up your cards, basically, of your, your settlement you've created. You get a point each. There's some modifications, but each, each scenario is not overwhelming at all and trying to like okay now i gotta learn a whole new set of rules no but i am playing this one that i've got i pulled up online there's free free solo scenarios you can get there's some official ones three of them i think and there's some fan-made ones i haven't even touched those yet but i printed out the the free pdf versions of the solo official solo um scenarios currently playing one that has a little map of, of kind of Japan and and so it adds a, a weird interesting new mechanic there of conquering and, and stuff that, that that is definitely the most detailed scenario of, of all of them that I played and even within that scenario it has different levels of play you can sort of add a difficulty here or there you know some islands in one difficulty are adjacent on another difficulty they're not adjacent and and there's rules associated with you know trying to put this all together and you got four rounds to do it and i'm playing it actually with the the sixth faction which i've not played yet completely and it's the most difficult faction to to play according to the rule book the the main rule book says this is this is the complicated faction so you know you might want to start with these other ones first so now I've, i'm in my sixth game and i'm using this this most involved faction and uh, they do pretty well too they're very different uh, i don't know about very different but there's definitely a noticeable difference between all of them. And I'd have to say that from the very first one that I've played to this sixth one that I'm now playing, big difference in, in just uh, uh, things to keep track of. And so that is Empires of the North. If you've played Imperial Settlers, you would uh, this would feel very familiar to you. And 
but I feel like it's a much quicker setup and play than uh, Imperial Settlers and much more interesting play as well. Moving on, I did play some more Kingdom Death Monster, of course. Uh, I battled another level one line here. I'm starting up Lantern Year 3. I think I'm going to go after that Screaming Antelope. I'm taking a different turn here with my settlement. This time, instead of <clears throat> being able, just being resource heavy, being able to get a bunch of gear and stuff, I've kind of gone a different direction. And so it play, it's playing out very differently. But this time, for instance... My last settlement where we all died, this is going to take a while for me to die in this, this current one because I got a lot of people. Man, my settlement is gets busy. You have lots of babies. And so uh, it's just it's playing out completely different. Um, I am totally interested. In, you know, the lion is something you're going to have to fight over and over and over again. But and I've only fought the second level lion once and I got destroyed. So I'm looking forward to trying a level two line, but you know, in the beginning of these these games, these these campaigns, you kind of fight the line again and again, and I, I'm still not tired of it. But I really am interested in the in the expansion, the Gorm, I think it's called Gorm expansion, which I guess is sort of a new way to start the game and a different creature to go against as opposed to the line. Kind of mixes up the beginning of of your campaign a bit. So I'm very interested in checking that out. But uh, still got Kingdom Death Monster on my table. Still playing away at that. And um, let's hear what else. Oh, Assault on Doomrock arrived. So I'll be uh, checking that out. Started watching some videos on that. Um, doesn't look like the Dice Tower liked that game. But that was like five, six years ago. A long time ago. And I think I watched a little Rotto to see. Um, just get, you know, wetting my appetite. Kind of seeing what it's about. And uh, and also two is your Ant Lab games is the the playthrough I'm kind of watching right now. Those these are these are all many years old too, and so kind of interesting to to see these guys back then, way back then, five six years ago. Anyway, and just starting to kind of get a sense of that game. Um, Assault on Doom Rock has very you know there's a lot of um, polarized opinions on that one. It seems like some people. Love it, and some people are like, no. So, uh, still looking into that one. Scythe. So, Scythe, I'm going to be putting up. I just cleared it off my table. I'm going to get my boys to play that with me today. I'm going to make them do it. <laughs> and, and I got uh, the bits. I got, I've been, for a couple years now, I've been interested in getting the, the cool resources, the lifelike resources. And, but I was just like, ah, I don't want to spend 20, 25 bucks on it. You know, I already got everything on the game. Well, anyway, I just splurged and did and that those should be arriving today and then we're gonna bust it out we're gonna play that uh i haven't played any more of that solo this this week but uh, i've been thinking about it a lot the game is is just fantastic uh i love scythe and uh and i want to play more of it solo so if the boys just adamantly say no fine i'll play it by myself with my new shiny bits but we'll see how that goes and, uh, oh yeah, I pre-ordered Cooper Island. I just got a thing from Capstone Games, and and the last Capstone game I got was Maracaibo, and Alexander Fister game, which had super big hype on it, and I didn't care for it, and I sold it, and sold it for a pretty penny, too, because it was one that was all still hyped, <clears throat> and people were clamoring for it, but, um, so that was nice. Alexander Fister, I like, I like his stuff. I especially want to get into oh my goods i got this cool little expansion i haven't even unwrapped it but that's that's about my favorite game of his that because it's so tiny and it's so easy to play and it's just a little 
card game, but extremely interesting. And there's really no card game solo that I've seen like it. And so, but uh, back to Maracaibo, um, I did a whole thing on that. So you can check out on YouTube. I did some uh, video on there. I don't remember when it was. Uh, it was later last year, I think, but I had my comments on that in my most voraciously played game of uh, the month. It was one of those monthly shows. And, but essentially it was just, yeah, it was just too much of, um, something I'm still, you know, I'm in a game, I'm just looking for something new, something very intriguing, something novel. And the game just, uh, for me just fell flat because it was just, I was like, okay, it took mechanics of Mombasa. It took a little bit from, you know, the Great Western Trail and it took a little from that. And it was just like, you know, it's just a, a hodgepodge of other games that's already designed, and and I don't know, I was just in no mood for that, and it's a, a big reason why I haven't picked up a, a Yui Rosenberg either, because they're just they all really start feeling samey, and I, I'm just yeah, not too interested in that. At least right now, I I, I don't know, I'm just burnt out on that sort of idea, and it's why Vladish Fatel developed Mage Knight among other crazy different games is he's my favorite designer because when he designs a game it is nothing like his other designs and i find that just not only super astonishingly impressive um but it, it keeps the games very fresh and it's just like oh my gosh what is he gonna come out with next as opposed to many other designers it's sort of you, they, they get kind of you know, not trapped but you know they just do what they do well and, and you can kind of count on the kind of game and if it's the kind of game that you really like then you're probably gonna like their next one because it's gonna be a little bit like the other one that you like and and i'm for that sometimes but maybe because i just play so many games and stuff i'm just kind of gotten tired of that i don't know so, uh, Cooper Island. Back to Cooper Island. I don't really know too much about it. I've, I've watched a little bit here and a little bit there of videos on it. It looks like a pretty cool developed solo uh, mode. And so, um, I don't know. I just, uh, it seemed like a pretty you know, decent price for this game, considering all this game that you get for like 55 bucks or something. I was, I, I, you know, there's, that seemed like a very good value. And so I was, uh, I picked it up and that's pre-ordered. I think it's going to start shipping mid-June or something. So I don't have to wait that long. And so I was very excited, you know, pre-orders way better to me than Kickstarter. And, um, uh, very, very concerned about Kickstarter right now. And just, um, and in how many, well, I'm very concerned about uh, that. A lot of projects are not going to, going to make it. Um, with what we're dealing with here. And so a lot of people are throwing a lot of money into Kickstarter. And I'm, I, I wish them the best. Um, I have stayed away from it because I think there is, uh, uh, yeah, already you got to wait a year for a game. To, and, and I think that, well, just a ton of uncertainty out there. And I'm just not willing to lock up my money right now in that fashion. So anyway, but pre-order, yep, yep, still willing to risk that. We'll see, but that is Cooper Island, and anything else? No, I think I'm about ready to wrap it up here. I don't really have any plans for another YouTube video as yet. I, yeah, I'm again. I'm trying to trying to key down a little bit. Not only is it work is requiring a little bit more time, a little more energy, but my uh, family and and myself, um, just coping again with this new world we live in is is requiring a new thought process it's requiring adjustments that i had no idea were were coming and and it's just important to kind of just sit back and self-reflect and 
and and understand where we're at in all of this for ourselves and and how we are going to adjust to living in uh, in a new way for a while and that's just that's heavy (laughs) and so I have found myself just less interested in trying to keep up with social media stuff and um, so so that's just kind of where I'm at right now but I still plan on doing it and and I appreciate anybody who is uh, willing to tolerate that and wants to hang in there and still interested in what I'm doing and what I'm playing thank you so much I, I feel uh, you know quite honored you know in a way um, and I appreciate too got some feedback on here I put a little mic on I'm hoping that this helps uh, make my voice a little more louder compared to other podcasts out there and uh, so thank you for the feedback on that I think it was bike freak on um, board game geek reached out to me and 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 let me know so I think that's uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up and hopefully I'll just get right back into something like this again next week for you so that is it thank you so much for joining me I hope that you are doing whatever you need to do to find your new path in this new world that we're living in and adjusting and coping as well as you possibly can. I hope you're healthy. I hope your family and friends are healthy. And until next time, I am Board Game Rants and I'm out.